Hello, people. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to Shenanigans with Biscuits and Gravy. Uh, I am Biscuits. The other gentleman is. I am Gravy. That's right. Um, and we're done. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. So nice. It was a pleasure. <laughs> See you next week. Just imagine that like, 45 minutes of random bullshit running around in your head. Like, you know, monkeys banging cymbals and, you know, Homer Simpson going, go a lot. You know, you'll be fine. Yeah, that's that's what we do. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out already. And if you're new, uh, pull your britches up. Yeah. Yeah. Girder your loins, people. Yes, skirt, girdle your loins. That is a very interesting one. I, I, uh, I uh, Surprisingly, not many people understand what that means or where it came from. What? To gird your loins? Yeah. Protect the goods. Uh, it's it actually has to do with an outfit. Well, do tell. Come on, man. Oh, you want me to tell? Yeah. Well, I have to. Don't act, be young I, I have to get suspense. the. I have to get the proper uh, time period down. So now you're gonna. I'm gonna have to Google you. You just go ahead and talk. I, I'm. I'm gonna look this up. Okay, so I was scrolling through Facebook today, like what you know, like you do. And somebody I know posted that there were Wicked tickets going to be sold in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, on December 12th. And I was like, holy crap, you know, that's my birthday. Mm-hmm. So I told my wife, you know, you've always wanted to see Wicked. It's my birthday. Why don't we get tickets and go? All right. So we start looking. So we're going to go on my birthday. Two o'clock in the afternoon. We have some awesome tickets. Very excited. But they were so expensive. Hmm. I mean, expensive enough to where I wonder who's in this cast. Because uh. I know I, I know the ladies who started it, you know, who sang it. I think, you know, one of them was in like Glee or something. Yeah. But yeah. Uh but I doubt she's the one in the show. And it just seemed so pricey to me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just cheap. Maybe I haven't been to the theater in a long time. And, and I, honestly, I haven't. I know I haven't. But it just seemed... I was like, damn, 600 bucks, really? For two tickets. That's, that's kind of crazy. Okay. But I said, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's do it. Let, let's do it. Okay, okay. I haven't been impulsive like that for a while. That's, impre- and I was that, even, that's pretty impulsive, man. <laughs> it is. It is. And I even told my wife, I said, you know, I said, we used to do stuff like that all the time. You know, just impulsively buy a ticket and go do something. She was like, yeah, I said, we haven't done that. And I, I can't remember when, dude. It's got to be over six years. Hmm. And I was like, that felt so nice again. She goes, yeah. I was like, we, okay, we got to do that more often. Not $600 more often, but, you know, <laughs> like, you want a snow cone? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in that range. <laughs> I just think we we're making up for lost time with this one. But yeah, we got tickets for uh, December 12th. And what sucks is it's 2020, though. <laughs> but the tickets were already on sale. So I figured if we didn't get them now, yeah. we wouldn't get them. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it's for next year. So I got you know, ugh, time to build that money back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Build, build that with some uh, overtime, with uh, some yeah. overtime to overtime. But, but my wife has always wanted to see this, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I had no idea what the songs were in it. I'm a I'm a big fan of musical theater. 
I do love it. I was in the Music Man and Annie. Boom. And uh, I was like, I just never heard any of these songs. And I listened to a couple of them. They were fantastic. Mm-hmm. This led me down a rabbit hole today. Uh-oh. Dude, I was, I would say, balls deep in show tunes. Like, a good third of the time I've been up today. <laughs> Since we started this venture. Now, keep in mind, I came home and went right to sleep. Got up, went and picked up my son. <laughs> <laughs> from school, because today was his first day of school. Came home, and then my wife came home an hour later. And since then, I've been just, just ensconced. I, I've just been just draped in, in show tunes. It's pretty uh, in-depth. The, the modern ones, like, what do you think of when you think of show tunes? Do you think of, like, Oklahoma, um, West Side Story, that, well, Jets are a jet, jet, oh, wait. That, on, that's more on. modern. What do you think about Those are more modern. Dude, that was like the 50s. Well, Okay. Or do you think of like do you think of more Disney things? Disney's are musicals, right? Yeah. Look at uh, uh what what was what was that called? Fan Fantasia. Yes, yes, Fantasia. Yeah, all classical music. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm rolling through all the this these musical theater numbers, and I come across the guy who I think he wrote Hamilton, Lynn mm-hmm. Lynn Lin, Lin Michael or something like that. Something like that. But he played at the White House. And I was like, oh, I, I've heard this This play is great. You know, this musical is great. i got to listen to this song. And me, he was performing for Barack and Michelle he, Obama. The, the, and the, the, for, for Michelle or for both? No, both of them. Both of them were there. Okay. But, uh, both, both the penises. Stop. Okay. Stop. Okay. Don't be petty like that. You're better than that. Don't be. I'm not being petty. I'm being serious. Well, no, you're not being serious. You're being fucking petty and don't be like that. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, it was an actual, the song is actually called Alexander Hamilton. It's sung from the perspective of Aaron Burr Ah. who killed him. And it is friggin' amazing. It is a complete biography of Alexander Hamilton done in rat form. With only a piano background. And it, it's like 1991, 92 style rap that just got your head bobbing. Mm-hmm. It was utterly amazing. Like, I was in the garage. I was sitting there having a cigarette and I was listening to it. And I was like, motherfucker, this is good. <laughs> I was like, this is good. And I sat, and when it finished, I ran inside, told my wife to look it up on her phone. She looked it up on her phone and I was looking behind her and I synced my phone with her phone. So I knew what she was listening to, and I'm standing next to her, like, bobbing up and down, like, Mark Wahlberg, you know, like, ah, ah. <laughs> and she actually turned to me, and she goes, will you freaking stop doing that? I'm trying to watch this. <laughs> and I'm singing along to it, and it is just a great song. You're going to have to send it to me. I will send it to you, man. It is fantastic. Like, this, this weird three-and-a-half-hour journey I've had this afternoon... Mm-hmm. Like led me to this one song that I, I would have never watched that musical. Yeah, I always thought it was kind of you know, it's very one sided. You know, you're going to push to one side, and a side has chosen that as that, and that kind of turned me off from it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was always like, ah, I'll just kind of let it go. But after listening to this, I have to watch it. 
I have to. Oh. What are you doing? You shitting yourself? No, I have a pain. Nice. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah. That hurt. Sorry. I'm sorry. Don't mean to to interrupt. No, you're good. Okay. No, that's all I had to say about it. It's, It's actually, it just seems so amazing. I have to, I have to watch this. Even if it's just on YouTube, you know, and I'll watch it in snippets if I can. Yeah. But it that that rap was friggin' amazing. I'll definitely look this up. That does sound interesting. I'll send you the link to it. It was good. Okay. It was good. I am out of coffee now. Oh, bummer. I ran out of coffee. Now I'm on beer. Oh, shut it, shut it. I don't want to. I don't want to pause now and get have to get beer. That's just not. I'm, that's just, I'm on the Manischewitz, we, man. We, we, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing with with uh, up your loins, and um, oh, oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Basically, excuse me. The uh, like the the ancient Middle East, uh, the ancient Near East, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You you wore like a little tunic, kind of like a man dress, you know. Yeah, yeah, and so basically, it was if you're trying to do like heavy label labor, or if you're you know in you know gonna battle somebody or something, you're gonna girdle girdle ones. The term would be girdle one's loins. Okay, gird your loins. Yeah, gird your loins, term. or girding your loins. Girding your loins. Yes. Yeah. Basically, what you do is uh, think of like a mandress, like uh, um, if if you folks think of like. Uh, so you basically like make it like a diaper. Yeah. Like you pull it up in the middle. Yeah, yeah. You you uh, pull it up because yeah. you have like this this man dress. When I say man dress, it's a man style dress. Yeah. Picture a nightgown with slits up the side. Yeah. Well, first you you want to, <laughs> and the thing is, what they'll do is they'll hoist the uh, they'll hoist the tu- the the tunic up so that the fabric is above their knees, and yeah. this yeah. this way you know you get mobility. You can run. You can maneuver more. You know, like yeah. I said, whether you're in battle or you're gonna get to get get your uh, groove on, do some you know hard labor, ball and chain type shit. You know, <laughs> working for the man, and uh, basically you. <laughs> the money. <laughs> <laughs> so what you do is like you would gr- grab from the bottom, and you got you know bunch in one hand, the other, and then you would pull out in front of you, so that it's tight against your buttocks. Okay, okay. and you're holding the loose like in front. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take that and you're going to, um, that bunch in your hands, you're going to basically have some in your left hand and the other hand, you're going to put it behind you and it's going to come out from behind your legs around your waist and then you tie it just like a little simple knot. And cool. that would be gird your loins. Very cool, man. And, uh, like, this is whole thing. It's even in the Bible too. It's missions. Dude, in, I, I'm. Peter, I'm just glad I have this in my head now. Yeah. So I can spew this at somebody at some point. But like, did you know? <laughs> well, there's a diagram, and I I need to spend a little time looking for that diagram because I think I've got it on my computer, and it, it's you know it's better to understand when you're looking at it. Yeah, yeah, I got you. But I can understand this the simplicity of the folding the fabric coming up over the thighs around mm-hmm. the waist and then tying it in front. Yeah. Because that's where the slack is going to be. Yep. You're going to want to pull it from the inside towards the ankles on both legs and then up and around and tie. God forbid I ever have to do that because you're going to see a brightness that you don't want to see. 
Oh, dude. Every time I shower, okay, because you know I wear, I still wear long shorts. Even when I run, I wear like basketball shorts. Yeah. So like from my knee down is so dark because I've been running. But from knee to fat belly roll mm-hmm. <laughs> is whiter <laughs> than like beautifully done turkey. God damn, man. It is so white. Okay, uh, Mrs. Gravy, I will be sending your husband some ranger panties. Mm-mm. Yes, yes. Dude, I got some. I got then some. Then wear them. Wear them when you run. No, I'm not going to. Yeah. Okay, I'll wear them. I'll wear them tomorrow, and I'll even take video, and then I'll send you the video. Okay, all right. Just don't cut, the, don't cut the linen out. Well, no, you want to cut the linen out if you're going to yeah. run. But uh, they're actually Adidas ones, and they're actually cut a little higher. They're more of a marathoners the, or half oh, marathoner shorts. Oh, the 80s style. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. with all, it's all one color, but then they outline the borders like a, like a white color or like a different color. Well, like the, the inside color. is gray the and slit, the outside is orange. The, the slit <laughs> so, on the side. No, dude, it's not like that. Oh. It's not 1972 style. <laughs> <laughs> Those are great, man. They are great. Or no, those are more like beginning of the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Like late seventies. Late seventies, really eighties, right around there, yeah. Yeah, no. They're not like that. <laughs> but I'll I'll send you a picture tomorrow of me looking probably pretty pissed that I, I said I'd send you a picture tonight. <laughs> probably remember it all hung over in the morning like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um oh, I do not have a topic today. Mm. Other than the fact... The tables have turned, yes, my friend. Yes. Um, other than the fact of what I did the last few days, which is really nothing. But it was fun. Well, I got to travel. Yeah, yeah. You went to uh, went to San Jose to get all edumacated. How'd that go? Well, I went to... Uh, I started off traveling on a jet plane. You know, not... Leaving... Not... On, on a jet, jet plane. plane. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to keep going because I know how awful my voice is. Yeah, so. I, I, I forgot what the rest was. <laughs> you, you went on a jet plane. You went to San Jose. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That was. Um, I went there for some training for uh, Team Rubicon, and uh, I, I, I'm. I I've done a damage assessments, two different courses, the basic and then the advanced. This one was the damage assessment train the trainer, which basically is you have people, you, you know, a couple people, we were get we were being trained to train others. So we're certified that we can train those courses, both the beginning and the advanced. And uh, it, it was, it was, yeah. it was pretty good. You know, several of the people I've met through uh, other team Rubicon operations or uh, trainings or get togethers, some I've never met before. Um, I probably was the second. Place good didn't that work? Yeah, yeah. I was probably the second youngest one. No, no, no. Maybe, maybe third youngest. You know what? I don't know. Okay. I'm, I, it's nice to see you specific about it. Yeah. Notice I didn't say Pacific because that's an ocean. You ignorant asses. Well, God, I hate when people do that. Can you be Pacific about it? What? <laughs> no, I can't be vast and blue. Yeah, yeah, the asshole. <laughs> deep. Anyway, go what ahead. About deep and green, like the Indian. Well, no, not well. Eh. 
It's not where I was going, but okay. Um, where were you going? I don't. I don't know. Um, now I'm kind of frightened. San Jose. That's where I went. That's where you went. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we did that. You know, had a powerpoints, talking discussions. Did some like uh, several. Get up there in front of everybody to teach like little few minute snippets or whatever. To, and we did the written test. Surprisingly, in the written test, I only missed twice. You know, I'm per okay. pretty proud of myself. Um, but I did good job. I, I did job. excellent with the uh, uh, the actual the teaching portion. So, well, you were always good at doing that, though. You're always good at talking to people. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's, it's a little bit different when you know. Granted, a, a good portion of Team Rubicon are veterans, and it used to be just veterans and then first responders. But now we've opened it up to the you know to pretty much anybody. You know, because yeah. we've gotten so big and everything, and it's just you know anybody wants to, we can. So there, you know, the the number one rule is don't be a dick. And sometimes if someone says don't be a richer, then you know, hey, you kind of have to tone down a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But I mean, it's still an organization to where you know you're like those like-minded people, you know, of the first responders and military. But but um. Yeah, I, I let a few cursive words slip, which was fine. Um, I was told I was entertaining. That's natural when you're training. <laughs> See, that's what I don't like about, and I've said it before, what I hate about civilian life. It's like when somebody fucks up at work, you can't just be like, dude, what the fuck, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, in the service, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. It's completely allowed, and everyone's like, yeah, fair play, Bob, you screwed the pooch. <laughs> You know, apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but in the civilian where you do it, and they're like, oh, my God, he cursed at me. <laughs> like, hell, yeah, I did it, Alan. <laughs> Fuck that report all up. Yeah. That's... Didn't carry the two. Pretty obvious. <laughs> oh, she didn't carry the two? Helen never does, man. Fucking Helen, man. Helen. Damn it, Helen. Jesus. Oh, God. That's that's one thing, and that's what I like. Like I can see how you would enjoy doing that kind of thing, because you are a very a vet oriented individual. The vet oriented. Yeah, like you try to help out vets. Like I mean, you're very proactive with them, and you work with them. You know how much of a painted ass it is with those dudes. Well, I am one yeah. myself, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, I know. I talk with you. <laughs> Twice a week. Yes, I do. I know exactly how it is. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, we really didn't have much time to do much. Uh, we stayed uh, the first couple nights. We stayed at a uh, what was it? Um, the no, no. Actually, we were in the uh, uh, dorm of a college. No shit. Uh, Santa Clara College. Dude, home of the banana slugs. But, huh? Really? Banana slugs. I don't, I don't know, but look that up. See what their see what their mascot is. Look that up. I bet ben you it's like banana slugs. Banana slugs. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna look this up then. Look this up. Ban Santa Clara ban College. Banana slugs. Okay. Oh, I forgot how to spell Clara. Okay, banana slugs. Ban, and, uh, slugs. We got a good. <laughs> okay. Don't mind my uh, mumbling. 
everybody we heard. won't we won't yeah that all eight of our listeners heard um so yeah um it, it was still like a dorm room you know what i mean it was like it was because it was damn cheap. it it's bucky the bronco oh all right whatever i'll look up banana slugs anyways just because i'm curious but uh I thought, no i thought that was from uh pulp fiction go ahead oh okay um was that? yeah we we stayed there the the um the dormitories weren't bad i mean it, it kind of like a nice military barracks basically yeah okay but, air force but uh no no not that type this the oh. air force was like a mansion compared to what we stayed in this was like two bedrooms you got no shared kit you got no kitchen at all the kitchen that is being shared with the entire floor and the bathroom is shared with the entire floor. Oh fuck that. Yeah, so it's it's, it's but um but yeah, it's uh we the uh the area like the, the campus itself or the buildings that had that old uh like south, you know, southern uh more uh, Hispanic or Spanish type feel, a Spanish type feel to it. Not Hispanic, but a Spanish type feel. Um, mm -hmm. The design, everything. I thought it was really cool. Um, the cathedrals they even had monks there, um, and just right a couple blocks from where one of the places the monks are was this bar. Of course, you know where there's monks, there's beer, and uh, the the hut. And it was literally just a few buildings away. We walked, ate some food there. wasn't bad. I had some tacos that were pretty decent. Nice. And and good beer. Good beer. So we uh, we had like a, a little TR social, and then uh, finished class. Jeez. Had a few hours, whatever. Went flying on a jet plane, <clears throat> not knowing when I'm gonna be back again. Yes, you did. No, Knew exactly when you'd be back again. Uh, I just farted, by the way. Nice. Yes, thank you, thank you, everybody. Applause. Okay, so yeah, that was that was really about it. Um, and while I was gone, the boy got a nice little sunburn. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, mine got one this weekend too. Not bad. Not like horrific bad like I get. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, well, you are the devil's color. Yes. I... <laughs> oh. Okay, <laughs> but uh, um, I, I did I did um, learn a thing or two. <clears throat> you know, you, you can go buy edibles and stuff in California. You know that, right? I I have heard tell on yes. several podcasts I listen to that that is an option. Yes, <laughs> if you should live there, yeah, to I mean, enjoy um, the greenery to change the scenery. Exactly, and uh, there are apps such as Finder. And um, they will actually tell you what's near in the area. Some places yeah. will even deliver. So if you're at a ho yeah. if you're at a hotel and you got to fly out in the morning, they will deliver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, just just putting that out there. No more nothing else to say about it. Just putting that out there. Well, yeah, I had a, I thought I read an article recently that like 13 more states are considering it. You know, and I, I think they should. I think they should. And honestly, the VA is should really get behind this and, and, you know, for the to really put 
a considerable amount of money into investing in this and helping the veterans to get off these fucking mental you know, beats and shit. That and that's that's a thing. That's uh, we talk as nurses, you know. Yeah. And and they people will ask me like, "What are you taking?" I said, "It's it's a beautiful thing." I said, "It helps cancer patients with pain." Mm-hmm. I said, "It helps patients with anxiety, patients with depression, patients with bipolar. It helps a myriad of psychological issues, PTSD." Mm-hmm. It helps. It really, really does. Yeah. And you can't take away what it does compared to what the other drugs do. You know, compare we to Xanax. I'm sorry, Xanax is so much worse. Yeah. You know, it's and, and the pain aspect is a huge part of it. Like for me, especially with cancer patients, because I have seen so many cancer patients just writhing in agony, yeah. can't eat. Can't I, sleep, I, and then they get on it, and they're fine. Like they, well, I won't say fine, but they're able to handle the disease better. Yeah, there it's it's manageable when the yeah pills, it is not. I mean, shit. Yeah. Xanax. I've seen people that'll like crush up like three or four of them at a time and snort it. You know, and to them, I will that's, tell you, to them that's just you know their little you know right before they get a cup of coffee. But watching people like I have seen people come off heroin. And I've seen people come off Xanax. Mm-hmm. Xanax is worse. Mm. Way worse. Like, And I had a guy who was actually coming down off a real bad meth binge once. And I will still say Xanax was worse. And this guy couldn't lay still for five seconds. Wow. Like I literally had to sit in the room next to him and keep my arm on him. And just keep like patting him. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. Well, yeah, literally, you have to keep, like, getting eye to eye and be like, you're in the hospital, you're fine, go on, lay down. And they lay down, and they can't stop, and they sit up again, you're like, fuck, dude, and it just doesn't stop all night long. That is pretty crazy, man. That is really crazy. Yeah. yeah. I like my job, though. It's fun. Yeah. I, I, I oh. You do enjoy it. You talk to me about it. I mean, I'm happy for you. I, uh... One thing I want... I wanted to talk about this because it's like this. This hurt my heart. Okay. So there's a there's a gentleman I've taken care of chronically, like you know over a consistent time over the last nine years. Yes. Very nice guy. Very sweet man. Yourself has a. No. Okay, I was gonna say uh, you're totally no, describing no. yourself wrong. <laughs> well, it's gonna keep going wrong then. Has <laughs> a bit of a, has a bit of a drinking problem, and uh, the the poor feller's homeless. So, you know, we've taken care of him over a long period of time, and a lot of us have gotten close. Like, we've donated uh, outside camping equipment, tents, sleeping bags. Uh, I gave him a bunch of pairs of pants, a, a set of hiking boots, T-shirts, sweaters. Like, we, we really love this guy and care for him. And every time we come in, we give him extra love and attention. Yeah. And uh, he had gotten better. Done better for himself while he relapsed. And he came back in. And he is so bad... Dude, I, I just, it breaks my heart. He is in such a bad shape. Mm. And, like, the first thing when I when I, when I I heard he was coming in, or I saw he was in the ED, I was like, I have to go home and get some clothes for him, because I know he's going to need clothes. Yeah. And I did. I came home, I got a bag together, but I know he's going to be in the hospital at least for the next week, so I'm going to bring him in when I go back but it was just like oh like but that was the first instinct I had was I have to get stuff together for him. Yeah. You know, and I, I have a question and I think it'd be a good time to bring this up. Addiction. Sure. Do you think sure. addiction is a disease? Mm. Hmm? No. No, when it comes down to it, 
And this is what I'm gonna tell you when it comes down to it. It's a cho- it, it, it's a choice. Now, are people more susceptible? Well, if hold on, to becoming you... addicted to things. Okay, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm not. I want you to finish, and then I'll, I'll say my piece. Oh, okay. So, no, I don't think it's a disease. Uh, you always choose. There's an active choice made to where you want to take something or not take something. And that, that goes for whether you want to try shooting heroin for the first time to where you, you know, my back just aches a little, but I'm going to take the pill anyway. There is always a choice there. And But I do believe there are, there are people who are more psychologically... Uh, what's the word I want to use? More psychologically prone mm-hmm. to going in the direction of overindulgence. You know, their their reality just sucks that bad. Yeah. You know, and that's what I always thought about, you know, alcoholics and stuff like that. It's that your reality sucks so bad, you don't want to really be present. You want to see it through a rose-colored glass kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. My my thing is this because I I've all my friends and everything they're all mixed in it you know either one or the other some of them kind of half I'm I'm kind of like halfway my my thing on my view on this is your it's your choice to do you know the drug or you know what device that becomes an addiction because this, the addiction isn't right away so obviously to me no. in my mind is it's it. it it starts off as a choice, but then turns into an addiction. Well, when that, your that's choice the thing, can't, though, you can't stop it. Like you're, you. That's the thing. Yeah, on a mental to be a, on a mental yeah. level, to where you are not, uh, you well, you're fully capable of saying yes or no. When it comes to addiction, you're not fully capable of it. What you want? Uh, friend- that's that. My part is, I think, is a disease. This is uh, something I can say that really points to, I think, the level of the, where the choice comes from, mm-hmm. where, 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 the, where the will steps in or doesn't. Yeah. Okay, I, ha- I, had a fr- I have a friend now <clears throat> who is a nurse who had surgery, and they were prescribed uh, Percocets post-surgical. Yeah. It's fairly – it's normal. It's normal in the U.S., they were taking them. They got to day five, and on that day, they realized they didn't take the one they normally took in the morning. By one o'clock in the afternoon, sweating bullets. Damn. And wanting to take the pill, but she told herself, no, I don't need it. I'm not hurting. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. But her body craved it, and she actually fought that. Went, threw out the pills, flushed them that night. That's where the will comes in, man. Yeah. I honestly got to say it. There is a time where the will steps in, ego lets go, and you say this is what's best. A lesser person would have went and taken the pill. Okay. I would have went and taken the pill if I was like that. Yeah. I can't go 10 minutes in a nicotine fit. I'll bite your head off. (laughs) Honestly, at one point when I was working one night, I was like, I stopped dead in my tracks. and I was like, I need to go have a cigarette (laughs) and just grabbed the phone and went outside. I was like, I just, I got to go. (laughs) Like, I need a minute. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, it's a tough one. I mean, because I've, 
I've seen people, I've known people, both friends and family and co-workers that addicted to a variety of shitty, pretty much yeah, anything yeah. you can be addicted to. And it, it's even, it doesn't even have to go with uh, uh, drugs or alcohol. Yeah. I mean, gambling for one or oh, you're gambling. You're, sure. uh, yeah. Or like addicted to thrill seeking adventures that yeah, get yeah. you killed. It's, it's the, the, Addiction itself, I believe, is a disease, but it doesn't start. Uh, it, yeah. Addiction isn't it, started, or doesn't just come about. It is, but it's a it's a psychological need to fill a hole somewhere. Yeah. Now that's I don't see that as a disease. I see that as you were lacking something. Now you're trying to fill it, but you're filling it with inappropriate behaviors instead of you know learning woodworking. I don't know you're, what you're talking about, inappropriate. Alcohol and woodworking is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's why all our shop teachers had like two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> now, boys, listen to me. <laughs> like, holy shit, we're all going to die. <laughs> but, dude, I, it's, it's a psychological need, and you're just filling it with a bad behavior. And that's always like... You know, I've I've always found myself like I kind of always rode that cusp of I kind of drink too much. Yeah. You know, I always kind of rode that wave. And I always found myself when I was coming up like, what am I lacking now that's making this worse? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not doing anything. I'm not I'm not reading as much. I'm not out in the garage as much. I'm not working as much. I'm not doing these things. I am literally sitting sedentary and just feeling sorry for myself. And when I find myself kind of going into that slump a little, I always immediately start doing extra things to pull myself out. Yeah. You know, because you got you got to be self-aware, and that's that lack of self-awareness that I think really hinders people, man. Hmm. Like, I understand why it happens to me. Like, I think about it. And I think a lot of the people who are just hooked in that addiction don't think about why that is happening to them. That's pretty good, uh... Um... It's a pretty good uh, uh, theory view on it. It's just what I've noticed. I mean, we both known people who drank too much, right? Oh yeah. But we also were part of a group that we drank too much, but we did it in kind of a way that offset everything. Yeah. Like I, I never drank on days before I had to work, or days I worked. Well, that I, 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 I can't say that I. Uh, well, yeah. that that was always one of my things. Like I never did that. Yeah. And I wouldn't do it. So I always had like, but on my days off, dude, don't call me at 10 in the morning. Shit. I've already cleaned my room, went and worked out. Now I'm getting fucked up and we're cooking brats. <laughs> it's 10 in the morning. I know what time it is. <laughs> I was up at four. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's kind of bad when you go to the airport and you go through security and once you get out of there and you start putting your belt back on, your hat back on, your shoes and all, and just for here in, in uh, the Honolulu International Airport, if I just turn my head to the left, there's that little bitty bar right there that has those yeah. long and needed tall boys <laughs> at, oh, at, at six in the morning. <laughs> can I can I say TSA is like the walk of shame, but the person's watching you? Like, you literally had to disrobe and take all your shit down and hold your pants up and, like, waddle through some shit. And, like, oh, man, I hope my pants don't fall when I put my hands over my head so this thing can whoop, whoop and hit me with so much radiation I damn near die. 
There's just, I did, I had, I did the pants down. I had the pants down experience uh, pretty recently. I think it was the last time I flew, not just this one, but the one before it. And uh, I, my pants, the pants I had were just like really loose. I had to have a a belt or a belt yeah. to keep them up. And so I empty my pockets, take you know my watch off, everything, take my belt off, and I'm holding him with my hand because if I let go, they're not gonna stay. They're going up. down. And you get in there when you gotta, you know, you spread your legs and then you put your hands up above your head while this little thing oscillates around you or whatever. And I'm like, I, I just take my elbow from the the hand that's holding my my pants and I just kind of lift my elbow up with the other hand up like you're supposed to, <laughs> looking awkward I'm like, sir. You have to let go of your pants. You need to do like what the picture shows. Okay. <laughs> pants go right down. <laughs> the, the lady just like did not seem phased at all by it. But you know, there everybody else was watching. But she just like, uh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I, I had a... I was waiting for that event to happen. It, it just, it was a matter of time and it happened. Mm. Yeah. So depressing. Yes, it is. It is. It, no, no, it's it's actually no, it's not. Well, you know what? It might be depressing for me, but it wasn't embarrassing. See, when I go through now, I literally dress like I'm going to a beach. I'm in a tank top. I got board shorts, flip flops. I'm like, I ain't got to do shit. <laughs> I got my driver's license in my little cargo pocket with a little bit of money, so I can make sure I get a bloody mary when I'm on board. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Oh man, I let out a fart so bad. It, it it's one of those like pre I gotta take a dump farts and it just it fumigates <laughs> the room. So if my wife happens to walk in, she's gonna get knocked out. Have you heard of this lady? lady. I'm sure you have. Yes, yes. I, I think her name is Katie Hopkins. Hopkins. That's okay. Uh, I don't. Katie, I don't yes, know. But Katie, Katie Hopkins. Okay, shoot. She 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 was in. Um, <clears throat> she's a journalist or a writer in uh, Europe, and she's the one who gained like three stone, and then lost it to show that people who are fat, it's not just a a problem. It's just that you're you eat too much and you're lazy. Mm-hmm. And she was a big supporter of Trump and all this. I was listening to her, and this woman pissed off so many people. And granted, I didn't, I didn't like a lot of what she was saying. I really did. But one thing I liked was she's like, okay. She goes, I am my size. She was talking to a lady, and she goes, you are your size. She goes, we both get on a plane. She goes, but if my bag is 50 kilograms over, I have to pay more. She goes, but you weigh more than 50 kilograms than I do. Why don't you have to pay more? And I was like, damn. Hmm. I was like, that did I just agree with a fat tax? That's a that, Wow. I need to look that up. I need I need to look yeah, that man. interview up. That's that's uh It was absolutely fantastic. And I actually it like it shook me. Because I do consider myself, you know, moderately a liberal. A liberal. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I do have other stances. But, you know, I am moderately a liberal. But when she said that, I was like, fuck, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, on, honest to God. Like, my head turned and I was like, that's good. That's good. How much would that drive down cost for other passengers who aren't overweight? Wow. 
Yeah, it's a uh... God. You want to totally? But she did. She actually went and gained three stone, which I think uh, a stone is twelve pounds. Yeah. Or something like that. She did it by eating crap food, not exercising. Then when she gained it, she lost it again by exercising and eating correctly and stuff. She goes, no, it's it's a choice. Yeah, I, I there there is a choice of having those fried uh, fried onion rings. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna lie, they're. Uh, um, Dude, I had a hamburger tonight with fried onion rings on top and French fries on the side. Oh, I had onion rings last night with uh, uh, fried Gosh. zucchini sticks and, oh. and a salad. <laughs> <laughs> Got to offset this stuff. Have yeah. a salad. How, how much dressing did you put on it? Soaked it in fucking ranch. <laughs> Were you there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just know you. Mm, mm, needs more ranch. Mm, mm. Yeah. No, nope, needs more. <laughs> hey, we need another bottle. Titten <laughs> <laughs> Valley shit is thin. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Oh. But yeah, I, I just when she said it, for some reason, it hit me, and I was like, I can't believe I agree with that. But it was so logical. Yeah. The argument on the other side. And that's what I think people – don't you think people lack that nowadays, the ability to see the actual logic on another side? Yeah, I, I, I think so. It, it, they can't stop. I mean we were talking about like for instance, we have different views on, on addiction. But We do. But we, we, do. Can, we can at least put it into perspective what the other person's thought is. Oh, absolutely. You know, but people just – they're so hard-headed and – that's it. Well, I don't know. I, I'm hard headed. You know, I'm hard headed. I'm not just hard headed. I probably got like a, a. Well, if you want to take hard head, I'm probably a steel plate hard head. That's that's maybe iron skillet type hard head. I don't know. But yeah, I'm I'm stubborn motherfucker. But at least, you know, I think it's come with age. Well, it does. I actually, as I've gotten older, I've managed to be able to stop. And to like looking at let other people look into their way, their viewpoint. Well, the thing is, we don't listen to understand anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, most people who have a conversation like you and I do aren't listening to understand the other person. I want to understand what your side is. Yeah. They, they listen to respond. They're already making up responses in their head before they're even done listening to you. Yeah, yes, yes. Very true. You know, we, when we sit, me and you, and have a conversation about religion, I always weigh my words and check them very carefully. Mm -hmm. Because I respect your religion. And I respect your religious beliefs. I do the same with my wife. I measure myself. And I think people don't do that enough anymore, especially online and shit like that, you know? They're so quick to jab out and be just mean and aggressive and eh. And, like, why do you got to be like that? Yeah. Why? You know, take a few minutes. Think about it. Think about a response. You know, and then weigh it against your own ideas. Online, that brings, that reminds me of something. What's that? Uh, I, okay. On my Facebook profile page, I, I have a tendency to put stuff that's um, kind of big on the conspiracy. Yes, you do. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And God bless you. There, there are... Um, I actually have quite a few friends who I never thought would agree with me that see that same way. 
that, you know, people that I knew 10, 15 years ago, and we were completely, completely opposites, we can never agree on shit. We argued and you treat each other like shit all the time. But, you know, it, but now they're like, oh, you know, they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I see it too. Then there's the ones that are like, oh, my God, Biscuits, would you please shut up with this? So, after posting a few things, uh, after posting a few things the last few days, um, I think about half of them were on the conspiracy side. One of my friends messages me to say, hey, hey, man, I love you, man. But we're, we're still friends, but I, I, I had to unfollow you. I had to unfriend you. Because I just can't, I, I can't look at, I can't just look at my newsfeed and see your shit all the time. It's just like, I, I can't do it. <laughs> it's just, it's too much for me. And But he, he actually took the time to tell me and to say, hey, <laughs> I like you. Okay? But you're too that's much sometimes. That, that's pretty decent of him though, man. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. That's a really decent move as a person. Like, dude, it's just it's too much. Yeah, I can't I can't deal with this. And that's a very self-aware person. Yeah, I enjoy that about people. I like people who are like, you know, we're not friends, but you're decent. Yeah. He's not saying you're not friends. Just man, you're a little much on the conspiracy sometimes. <laughs> and you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are, but hey, I love that about you. That's what I love about you. Um, however, I will sometimes post something, let it go up for a few hours, a few days, and then delete it if, if it just gets too obnoxious. Well, or, this whole Epstein thing has has gone beyond obnoxious already. Yeah, can we agree it has, on that? It has. Can I, we agree on that? And here, and the thing with this is, I I don't, I haven't really taken the time to like really look into it because I've been busy the last few days. And I just, but I mean, I have some theories, you know, but I, I, I everybody I does, everybody oh, does, yeah, everybody does, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I was, I was really thinking that the suicide would not happen. Think I was thinking that they had him totally on lockdown, not to be able to access anything where he could do that. That's what I would have thought. Yeah, and apparently they decided they they had stopped doing that previously to his. Yeah, that's coincidence. I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them, you know, and I don't. I'm not a big fan of coincidence. I don't believe in it to that extent. Yeah, that that many things happen to perfect in a moment. No, that that doesn't happen. Yep. You know how I know. You ever tried to turn a woman over when you're having sex and you're on the bottom? And, like, even the two of you can't coordinate this movement that literally requires you just kind of rolling to the right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's purposeful. Like, this takes a coordinated, dedicated effort. The earth does not happen that naturally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would uh would uh, okay all right. Would uh would uh okay you're right. I, I I thought the it felt like something wet on my back. I, I don't know what it was. Is he finished? Can we talk now? Sir, are you done? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was really freaking funny. <laughs> oh, that's really good, man. 
Yeah. But I did look up something this week. Yes. Speaking of conspiracies. Um, so I started, I heard this thing about this lady, um, Karen Silkwood. Silkwood. Silkwood, yes. So in, uh, in 1974, she was a chemical technician. Uh, at the Keir McGee plant in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And she was also a member of the Oil, Chemical, and Atomic Workers Union. And at the plant, they made uh, plutonium rods that were used in nuclear reactors. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was critical of the safety and procedures at the plant and was also a whistleblower. Now, this is about her mysterious death. Oh. Yeah, brother. Strap in. Yeah, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Straps are already on. (laughs) All right. She was born in 1946, and she grew up in Texas. Um, In high school, she really found this love of uh, chemistry, and then she went on to university. Uh, Forget what college it was. It started with an L, like Laramie College. Larry College. Yeah, it was something like that in Texas. Okay. And uh, after one year, she dropped out, though. She married this uh, oil worker, had three kids, and uh, apparently this guy he was a uh, he was a bit of a, a big spender, but not a, a huge earner. <laughs> and they had to declare bankruptcy, and then the old boy was having an affair. Oh! And she she said, "End the affair," and he was like, "No." And she was like, "Fuck you! We're divorced," and divorced his ass. And from there, she went and moved to Oklahoma and took a job at this uh, Keir McGee chemical factory, uh, $4 an hour as a, like a, 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 what was it called? A me- mechanical shit in the shoebox. Uh, um, what it would in? Metallic graphite tech. Uh, wait, a metallic graphite tech? A metallic tech. graphite tech. She polished rods. Oh, okay, okay. I understand the, the, now. The, the plutonium rods that had the pellets inside yes. of them. Yes, yes. That were radioactive. That was her job. She polished up the rods for nuclear reactors. Yeah. Pole, pole polisher. Yeah. Okay. So she joined the union, which is the Oil, Chemical, and Atomic Workers Union, uh, shortly after she started. And uh, they were about to have a strike because of safety procedures and stuff there. Mm-hmm. But the strike failed, a lot of people quit, but she stayed on. She eventually became um, a member of what's called the Bargaining Committee of the Union, Mm -hmm. which she was the first female to do that. And then she became like the safety and regulations inspector for the union of that company. Hmm. Yeah. So she it was her job to go through and inspect safety. Uh, protocols and regulations throughout the plant. Uh, so she actually documented numerous violations, including exposure of workers to dangerous chemicals, mm-hmm. uh, faulty respiratory equipment, and improper storage of plutonium rods. Yeah, that's not a. That's not a. Yeah. Yeah, so the company got pissed, right? <laughs> I mean, these are people with military contracts. Uh, so the union decided to take action and even testified against the company to the Atomic Energy Commission. 
Oh, it's a big fucking no. Talking about how they manufactured faulty rods and sold them to the government. They falsified safety documents, and they had missing plutonium. What 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 decade was this? This is uh in the seventies, dude. Okay. Yeah. Now we're now it's gonna get crazy. Okay, I. I and you know I love to get crazy. Get down. So one day, one day Miss Karen is leaving the plant. And she goes goes through a normal scanning phase where they scan you to see how much radioactivity you have on you. Mm-hmm. When the scan came back, she had 400 times the legal amount of plutonium emanating off of her. Damn. So they took her, they decontaminated her, sent her home with some cups to get stool and urine samples. So she came back the next day. Leaving, boom, even higher levels Dang. of plutonium are read from her. So they take her, do a more intense decontamination. The next morning she's walking in, they check her again. This is t- less than 12 hours. They check her again. Now it's actually coming out of her breath. What? She, she is literally breathing radiation. What kind of psycho superhuman yes. fucking... So, so they send her to Los Alamos in New Mexico, the medical treatment facility there, and they treat her for radiation poisoning, get her back up to snuff, boom, send her back. Like the She-Hulk story coming Dude. Out. So, yeah. So after that, she was pissed. And she believed she was being poisoned by the company because... Of what she had brought about in the safety regulations. The company came back and said no, that she was doing it to herself to make the company look bad. Dude, that's like shooting yourself in the head to say guns are bad. Yeah, that's, um... I mean, really? Yeah, I mean... Really? Yeah... Okay, did she know did she know the Clintons at all? No. Okay. But so they later investigated and they found that on that first day where she tested positive, they actually found plutonium inside her gloves. What? And the gloves had no leaks in them. So someone had actively put plutonium in her gloves. Wow. Yeah, man. Uh also, later on, after she ended up being autopsied, which we'll get to, yeah, um, the plutonium they found in her system, in their system, came from an area of the plant that she hadn't accessed in four months. Yep. So this is after she got better at Los Alamos. She's pissed. She got a bunch of company documents, got in touch with the New York Times, and set up a meeting. So she went to a union meeting and then was driving to go meet a New York Times reporter. Mm-hmm. She was found later that night. Her car run off the road or off the road and smashed into a culvert. She was found dead inside, and there were no documents found. She was saw she was seen leaving the union meeting with a binder and a manila envelope. And, that and she was going to meet her. 
that was not in the car. They also found scrapes and paint transfers on a rear bumper that indicated that she could, she could have been ran off the road and into the culvert. It was a very tiny car. It looked like a Yugo or an old school Civic. Hmm. And uh, But the cops said they found two Quaalude pills and a bag of weed in her car. Yeah, that's... Uh... Toxicology showed that she was twice over the limit, which would cause drowsiness in a person. But the question is, why would you be taking Quaaludes if you were going to meet a reporter for the New York Times to expose something? Yeah, you you don't want to do Quaaludes when you're wanting to actively do something. Exactly. <laughs> so one one of the theories is that she was actually at the union meeting and getting and drinking it there. If she had coffee or something like that. Just to incapacitate her. Wow. Yep. Yeah, so her car was found uh, crumpled up in a, in a culvert. All the papers were missing. And an investigation said that they uh, they found weed and all that. Nah, nah, yeah. Police dubbed it an accident. She was 28 years old at the time, dude. Yeah, that, that's, she was straight up. How hard. young? How young? Three kids, divorced, uh, uh, an outspoken union member, lobbying for people's safety. Mm-hmm. So the union demanded an investigation. And that's when they found, like, the dents in the car, the paint transfers that showed she could have been run off the road. Also, they, they, they came to the police and they said, why didn't you mention the skid marks? Where it looks like she was hitting the brakes and trying to get back on the road. If someone was passed out, they don't hit the brakes. Yeah. It's a... Uh, oh, yeah. Kind of a big error there. Just a little one. So after that came out, the Atomic Energy Commission, you know, when they had her organs checked and found it in her lungs and her stomach, determined that she was actually being poisoned. And further investigation by the uh, Atomic Energy Commission found 44 to 66 pounds of plutonium, enough to build four A-bombs, was missing from this facility. Damn. Now, this is where the conspiracy theory comes in, right? Okay. Yeah, so wait, 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 we aren't at a conspiracy yet? <laughs> no, not yet, dude. Oh, we're just getting there. They think she accidentally uncovered an operation either be it via the U.S. government or surreptitious to it, mm -hmm. of the smuggling of uranium out of this plant. Mm. Because she noticed how much was missing. Now, they say there, there could have been, you know, deep state people working, or it could have just been the U.S. had sold it and was just doing it out of this plant, and that's why they had lax regulations on it. Yeah. You know, but that's that's where the conspiracy comes in. They think that she may have been run off the road because she basically accidentally found this out. The plant was actually shut down right after the investigation. Wow. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah. It, this this for some reason it's just you know listen to this. I I can't help but think of that uh you know Hillary Clinton uranium one scandal. I mean, after I heard this, I was like, I gotta, I gotta talk about this. This is just crazy. And uh, <clears throat> the family actually sued the company 
for uh, it was like ten point five million dollars. Did they win for a wrongful death suit? They did win, Ooh. but in appellate court, it was overturned for the amount of five thousand dollars for damages of possessions. What? When her car accident happened, yes. And then they took it to the Supreme Court, and they gave them like $1.6 million. Dude, this whole thing is crazy as shit. That's, yeah, that, that's... It is amazing, the whole story. That's pretty wild, man. That, that's, it's... This, this is better than the Hobbit trilogy, if you wrote it out. The Hobbit trilogy... Speaking of Hobbit trilogy, you know what movie I, I watched on the plane on the way to um, San Jose? No. Um, Tolkien. What movie? Tolkien. There's a movie called Tolkien. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. About, about J.R. Tolkien, and it talks about a, you know basically his growing <laughs> growing up and going to like a, a boys' prep school or something of some kind, and then as he gets older. Um, how he, the beginning of how the whole thing starts, his time during World War One in battle, his love life, is it's, it's it's interesting. I thought it was really good. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, See, I enjoy biographies. A lot of people don't. Well, but it's, I, it's, I honestly enjoy biographies. Yeah, it's a. It's not a uh, 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 it's not a biography, but I mean it's 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 a little it's loosely based off. Is, of is it more like an anthology? Like this is kind of how his life could have been deal. Kind of yeah. I mean it was just a movie, and you know. Well, I know that, but you know, biographies are usually very paced out. Like like the Queen one, mm. <clears throat> I wouldn't call that a biography of Freddie Mercury. Mm. I would call it an anthology of Queen. You would you would have to look at it and and tell me what you think. I think it was just a, I don't know. It. I'm I'm, I'm I hold on. I have to. Okay. Um. You know what? Hey, people, we will be right back. I'm gonna have to go grab something. Okay, folks. Um. We we are back. That was uh. It was a break. Tag team back again. That that's right. <laughs> that's right. Just, uh, I, I smashed the bucket. Yes, new term I learned. Yes. So excited about that. Yes. I to use it this weekend. You did. And, and what was I the, did. uh, uh, what was the, uh, outcome? Yeah. An 89 year old woman gave me a very odd look. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know, you, you want to know something? I, I, sure. I have to confess. I literally just made it up right then and there. You asshole. Yeah, I know. See, I knew that wasn't a term. <laughs> I should have I I gone with my gut and said, like, this doesn't exist. I just... You asshole, dude. I thought it was, I thought it was dude, so Dude, literally, an, an 89-year-old was like, uh, she's like, well, I have to get up. I was like, what do you got to do, smash the bucket? And she just looked at me real funny. I was like, got to go to the bathroom? She was like, yes, dear. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Fucking asshole biscuits. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it, and the fact that I even had a good description about it too. I just that's it's uh, I I'm I impressed myself, dude. I'm impressed with you. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that but was good shit. But I definitely you did. had me convinced. <laughs> like, I wouldn't doubt you'd make up a Wikipedia page 
and put references like just false ones like first corinthians like and paul does smash at the bucket (laughs) 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 just to see if people (laughs) even cared Dude, do that. Oh, you need to do that. You need to make a Wikipedia page for Smash the Bucket. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, got, I should do that. Oh, please do. <laughs> you have homework now. <laughs> I'll have to, you know what? I'll have to make a specific page on my personal website so that I can use that as a reference. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. So that's, that's, that's do, you want, do you want me to write a couple of fake articles? <laughs> so you can like cite them <laughs> oh yeah this should be good I wonder I wonder how I wonder if we can get this uh, phrase uh, um, to spread into the mainstream you know yes smash the bucket I, I remember uh, do you remember the movie disturbing behavior yes I do okay great movie actually kind of brilliant with the mind control angle and all that shit mm-hmm. and lobotomies i mean it was pretty intense it's a good movie but i always liked how they tried to get that term like razor for cool mm-hmm. the guy's like yeah let's go get some beers and the girls like razor I'm like what like you're just making shit up now <laughs> you're, so, <laughs> you're trying to get us to say this <laughs> yeah yeah i'm uh I like doing shit like I can't help it. I'm 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 scandalous at times. But man, we we need to do that smash the bucket thing. Yes, yes, smash the bucket. That's going to be on our title by the way. Nice. What what's the uh um let's see here. I think I wrote down Karen Silkwood. Yes, yes, Karen Silkwood. Okay, so Karen Silkwood and smash the bucket. And more on Smash the Bucket. <laughs> Don't forget the glory of musical theater. Uh yeah. Smash the bucket. That's I have to that's wow. Okay, hold on. I put busket for some reason. That's not a Oh god. Yes it do you remember the movie Suicide Kings? Yes. Dennis Leary? Yes. Man, look at you. You got a Benz. I got a busket. All right. Put the rag in the busket. Put the bottle in the busket. Put the busket down. Here's $50. Get off the fucking juice. <laughs> uh, okay, what, what would you say was called? Corey, musical what? The glory of musical theater. Glory hole. The, no, the glory of. I, Stop fucking yeah. with it. I will beat you. Glory of musical theater. Theater. Okay. Theater. 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 Okay, I don't know. You know, so many actors we love were actually part of the Royal Shakespearean Company, the RSC, which is like the E Ching of acting if you want to be a serious actor, like stage actor. Yeah. But like. Maggie, uh, Maggie Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. McGonagall from the Harry Potter series, royal Shakespearean actor, Ian McKellum, Patrick Stewart, Kenneth Branagh. I mean, all these great actors. Like, that's where they came from. And and as you you there is a difference. I mean, if you look at that too, you know, because I've always believed that. I mean, some of them still do uh, theater. 
Um, first, oh, it's a, a the, huge, the best a, ones do. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. One. Hugh Jackman. For huge instance. one. Um, he loves musical theater. He's a musical theater guy. And I, I actually, let, we'll we'll bring up Hugh Jackman real quick with the uh, Wolverine as far as X Men movies. Um, the the big issue with that was one, he's been doing that player that character for like twenty years, and we mentioned before it's time they're going to revamp everything. So oh yeah, and yeah. plus physically demanding because his body structure he was he's naturally built as a thin person, to where yeah. it was so rigorously extreme both on the physical and the diet as well. I was about to say, like, do you remember how cut he was in Wolverine? Like, he was cut and had shit tons of muscle. Everything was, but he gained a lot, too. He had to gain a lot. Oh, yeah. Look look at from the first X-Men to uh, either the actual movie Wolverine or X-Men Origins Wolverine, how big he got. That dude got big. And it's it's extreme. It was just so painful for him. He just he couldn't do it, you know. And um, he he's huge. I mean, what what was that movie that came out around the time of Logan? It was uh, uh, the the Bartimajel. Uh, you're t- you, oh man, uh, you're talking about uh, oh Jesus, you're killing me. My, me and my wife love that movie. Yeah, The Greatest Showman. Yes, show yes, me. fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Yet again. Show tunes in that movie. I listen to two of them on my run every day. You know what? One of my favorite modern show tune movies. What? Uh, Mulan. Uh, oh, Mulan I listen. I, I listen to that. Uh, the 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 Ballad of Roxanne or Tango de Roxanne. Yeah. I listen. I I listened to that today too when I was in my musical theater moment. Oh. And if you want to go, guy, that, yeah. If you want to go modern but a little bit older. To yeah. uh, a, a Friday night favorite of ours. Can you think? Poor guy has passed away. He plays a great clown and a great transvestite. A great clown and a great transvestite? He plays a good crown and it. Oh my god, you're really gonna make me. Rocky yeah. Horror Picture Show. Oh my god! A good clown and a great transvestite. Now I yes. get it. Now I'm, I'm there. Tim Curry, Mr. Tim Curry. I, you're, you're the one that has this memory uh, shit you got going on that you can picture. I I can't, but I didn't get your illusion there. Uh, I, what you were referring my to. Illusion, my illusion. Not now illusion. You, that's, that's no, not illusion. You got beef? You, you want to fight? What huh? you're alluding do you, to. Do you want to fight? No. Come on. My arms aren't that long. Okay. <laughs> and you're disabled. And I'd feel bad. Even though I know, like, you whoop my chubby ass. <laughs> I'd still feel bad for headbutting you and fighting you, shit. Because <laughs> you know I would. <laughs> I have no fighting skills, but I will headbutt and bite the shit out of somebody. <laughs> My cannibal skills are on point. <laughs> oh man, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 oh, I yeah. do. Oh, that's a great one. I don't really, you know, watch show tunes much, but I do enjoy, you know, um, someone who's been in the movie and the theater theatrical world. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, and you can tell a difference, yes. dude. I really think you can tell. They have a better. Um, I, w- I was not just a, a 
on how they they can change their voice. And I'm not saying just like voice in a different kind, but this a whole new persona. You know, yeah. true acting. You really Look, find those people that you either had the rare few that are not, you know, in the theater, come from the theatrical world, or you have the ones that have spent a good man deal in the theatrical world. One of the uh, people who don't know who have done Shakespeare is like Keanu Reeves, man. Like he gave up the, the lead role in Speed 2. Mm-hmm. Remember when they were on the fucking cruise ship? Yeah. <laughs> How stupid that movie was. God, it was shit out. But he passed on that role to play Hamlet in Canada at the at, with the Toronto Theater. Wait, did I watch Speed Two? Yeah, I think I, I think I watched. Yeah, I'm of sure it. I watched it too. Jason Speedman or something like Some that was in it. Weird dude. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. He's not. He's not an action star anymore. But like, he gave that up to go do that, and that that to me shows like I want to be something other than this. Yeah. It's it's been like like Jack Nichols. Jack Nicholson can Nipleson? do it with Nicholson. Jack Nipples. Nip- Nipleson. Yeah. Yes. He does have fantastic nipples. Yeah. But Jack Nicholson <laughs> can do it in film. You think of him in The Shining, it's completely different than As Good As It Gets. Yeah. It's completely different than, I mean, uh, One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest. It's everything with him. He he has this transition in film. He can. He's a chameleon. He can be anything. Yeah. But I think stage actors... Especially now that you know when when they are stage actors have that ability so much more. Mm-hmm. They can just change. They got you like they and they know how to get you real quick. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I really, really shoot. I'm trying to think. When was the last movie I saw Jack Nicholson in? I would honestly think it was the one with um. Uh, what what was the bucket list? Oh yeah, Morgan Freeman. There we go with the bucket again. Yeah, smash the bucket. Smash the bucket. That's right. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, damn, yeah, it's been a little while. Yeah, I can't but look, think. everyone still talks about him. It's like Al Pacino. What was the last Al Pacino movie you watched? Shit, I I, I can't recall this. I, I can tell you, mine is Righteous Kill with him and uh, Robert De Niro. They play New York cops. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but that that was the actual last new one I watched from him, from Al Pacino. I'm trying to think. Um, there's I, I didn't get a chance before I left to see the movie Brightburn. Speaking about movies. Oh, dude, you're killing me. I, I got to talk to somebody about it. I'm, I'm going to watch it either tonight or tomorrow, but I am going to watch it. That is a guaranteed I want to watch. Yeah, you're killing me, man. I gotta talk to somebody about that movie. Okay. Uh, well, soon, 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 my man, soon, my brother. I'm chomping I'm at another the bit mother here. and another dad. You and <laughs> person who's not related to me at all, but I still enjoy the company of. <laughs> oh man. This uh, this is a different beer. Stone, dude. Agro, agronomist <coughs> IPA. Ooh, dude so my son's uh, first day of kindergarten was today yes and uh, he got in the car and we were talking about his day and i was like well, how was it he goes it was good i got green which you know i talked about last year yes you know green green is good they didn't misbehave he goes but some kid got blue <laughs> i said well who who got blue and he goes 
you know, Dad, I just I can't remember all their names. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I said, well, I understand that. It's your first day. He goes, yeah, there's that, too. I'm like, what the fuck you mean there's that, too? They're smart asses, man. They become smart asses. What did I do? I, I mean, I, I shouldn't even ask what did I do to deserve this. I know exactly what I <laughs> A lot of things. There's this. A, yeah, how much time you got? <laughs> I existed. I took a breath. <laughs> and God was like, oh, you're going to suffer, bitch. You're going to suffer bad. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. He just cracked me up. Jagger, he started... Second grade, I think, last week. It was last week he started. Yeah. I can't believe our kids are so close in age, dude. I always pictured you having kids before me. Like, way before me. It's, it, well, I mean, you got Tobias. He's born in 05. Yeah? Yeah. But there's that whole issue with the mother. I don't want to get into that on here. Yeah. Yeah. We will not. That shall stay personal. And, um... Yeah, but I always pictured the... Well, I should have said... I should have specified. I apologize. I always pictured the family thing for you before me, you know? Really? Yeah. The whole wife, kid. Yeah, dude. Actually, because I always knew you would... You were were one of those guys I always looked at and be like, that was the dad you always wanted. Who would drag you into the garage and be like, this is ACDC, shut up. <laughs> Just crank it. And then you, you go to work on the car. You know what's funny? Um, my That's how I was pictured. He you. loves ACDC. He, I have a video, and I think it's on my old Facebook page. I think I, because I, I remember trying to clean it out. But I took one of him when he was maybe two. Or, uh-huh. or wait, no, he was three. And I just, I would turn ACDC up on my computer real loud. And he started jamming. I never even showed him headbanging or nothing. And he was just going to town. Nice. And then, uh, I forgot what I was doing or where I was. But I guess, um, he was something, he was, was with, he was with the wife. And she was asking about some music or something. And he's like, I'm going to listen to what daddy listens to. <laughs> like that. That's smoke. awesome. Oh, shit, what fell? A lot of stuff it sounded like. I'm knocking stuff over here. Okay. But yeah, he uh he likes my music. That's awesome. Yeah. See my son my son doesn't like loud noise. Really? At all. Yeah. Like that's why I, I've tried to take him shooting. I mean he's six years old, yeah. so you know. He's old enough to be out there and watch it. Yeah. And, you know, if we got a twenty two or something out there, help him with it, that's fine. I got to shoot a forty. My grandpa's forty-four Magnum when I was about six, and it, and uh, it, it scared the shit out of me. And yeah, and, that's the thing. And him too, because I almost dropped it. <laughs> yeah. See, and that thing whacked me try- in the head. And he even had his head when I had my hand on it. He had his hands over, and I, I guess See, I- it. He didn't hold. Didn't want to squeeze my hands too much, but when I yeah. fired it, it you know kind of kind of went up and to the right and he was just like oh shit <laughs> he's just like okay just 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 go over there <laughs> don't touch it <laughs> I, I shot my dad's 30 odd six when i was 12 mm. and i did two shots with it 
you know, to make sure I could take the hit. Mm-hmm. And I did. And, and, and at 12, you know, I was a scrawny kid. It hurt. Yeah. But now, you know, I can, I, you know, I take the shot. It doesn't matter. But I want my son to be safe, you know. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. I just. Maybe I was a little more mature. I don't know. I'm actually looking into uh, um, getting a compound bow and collecting just a shitload of arrows. Oh, yeah. Because um, when I had one, I was... Get a recurve. Recurves are cheap. They're fun bows to shoot. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of looking around first. I mean, I don't want to really rush into it. When I was in... When I was... When we met last, I actually had bought one. And... Uh, yeah, we had talked about that. I think it was like a 70 or 80 pound, if I remember. I can't remember. But at the t- this was like right before my shoulder injury. But ever yeah. since then... I mean, it took me probably about three years before, after my shoulder injury, where I couldn't even pull. I couldn't pull it at all. It's to the point to where I had to sell it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, now I can, my art, it'll function now. It's just, if I get to the part, I don't get pain. It's just get, I get a, I get a stiffness. Like, you just won't move. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking around at what I want, and um, I'm a. I would go with a recur first, man. Like build up to that big stretch that the that the compound gives you. Well, you know, recurve really your own. Hurt, though. I mean, because you can still you can get. Well, you got because you got your break point. You got your point where you just get over the poundage and this pull. Yeah, but I mean, even then, you don't but, you don't really need uh like seventy eighty uh, uh pound like for seventy eighty pounds. You know, test. Dude, that's a, that's a huge amount of pull. Most people do a fifty pound well, pull. It, what it, and I've been looking though. I've been looking into it. it. Your body size and weight actually plays a big factor in that. Yeah, but so do your injuries, bro. Yeah. I mean, come on, common sense, man. So I mean, it, there's really no reason to get Don't. something like that. I can get a, a forty pound. I can do a forty pound, and I can still kill you know people and smaller. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, Don't I say mean, people first. Can you not say people first thing? Like that's what you're aiming to do? Well, it just slipped. You know, I can still kill you know people, and then like there's animals and stuff too that I can get. But you know, I ain't gonna talk about that. What's the point? I, I'm not trying to be Mr. <laughs> I'm just Green Arrow or people in the neighborhood every other day. <laughs> so I have a pool that's built on dead bodies. <laughs> Probably should fold this list and put it away. Um, <laughs> That's good. That was good. <laughs> Gotta burn this. <laughs> Where's my lipstick? Oh man, that's good. Oh shit. <laughs> oh god. <sighs> All right. Wow. Well then. Yeah, we're good. Yep, we're okay. We're okay. About two minutes yeah. left. Oh, I don't care. Okay. Welcome, people. I'll just sit here with an erection. I'm fine. I can't. It won't work. That was I can't. You start crying. <laughs> okay, I can't just sit here with an erection. I just can't do it. Oh, man. I'm trying, but I just don't have it in me. <laughs> let's, let's hope it's not in you. <laughs> I 
apologize. Oh my god, you're an asshole. That's so funny. <laughs> See, this is why all the people listen to us, because we laugh at ourselves so much. <laughs> That's the problem. We find ourselves too damn funny. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue. How many times we've had topics, and I just say, you'll get a text like the next morning. Hey. What do I name it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let me think about it for a minute. That's a good one. Let me think about it for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Shenanigans. Full shenanigans, people. Wow. Oh, but anyway. Fun. Yeah. We always have a good time, mm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yep, I gotta I gotta go to the library in the morning. Super excited! Gonna pick up two new books. I'm um, I, I'm I have this uh, this has nothing to do with the library at all, but I have a leather <laughs> knife sheath that um has kind of the the threading has come undone. So I've got some 550 cord, and I, I need to probably go to Benjamin Franklin to get some leather tools. Are you gonna, are you gonna redo it up? Yeah, I don't know. There's nice. At least make some holes so I can get it to stay sturdy. Because the knife it comes with is pretty badass. It, it's, it's heavy. It's short and fat, and um, it's just it's it's good. I can, you know, yeah. I I can use it. I can stab people, and I can like hunt with animals and shit. And <laughs> <laughs> always with the people first. <laughs> Why do you want the shotgun? You want to shoot people and fucking animals and shit? <laughs> Kiss a squirrel wants to bow up on me? <laughs> and what, Mr. Squirrel bitch? Cow! When, when, when I was in San Jose, I saw a squirrel. It was like just like right next to me. I'm like, buddy, I miss you so much. <laughs> One of the guys are like looking at me like, what the fuck? I was like, you gotta see this. It's a squirrel. He's like, yeah, that's that that is a squirrel. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's a squirrel. <laughs> I'd explain to him that squirrels aren't in Hawaii. No, they're not. No. So, yeah. And the squirrel was so chi- the squirrel was so chill with me being so close to him. Yeah, they're probably used to getting fed there. But then again, I I kind of look like a little creepy creature, my eyes bulging and shit, smiling uncontrollably. Probably. Yeah. He probably <laughs> so you was a just... harmless pest. Look <laughs> <laughs> those fucking eyes. He's fine. What's wrong with that? It's another marmot. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. So I, I, uh, I. Uh, got nothing else to say i was going to and i forgot what it was and uh i always like it when that happens nothing i'm gonna finish off my rocky road ice cream tonight i don't know what you're gonna do um but i gotta i'm working out in the morning uh i'm gonna return the library books i'm gonna clean i'm gonna wash the car mow the lawn pick up the sun i got a big day tomorrow so i'm eating ice cream tonight big day big day big day big day big day things happening i'm doing shit Honey do list knocking it out. Do, doing shit, doing shit, doing shit. Yeah, you got 
Why do you say things three times? I don't know. I have a habit of doing that lately, and I don't know why. That's really OCD, man. It's like I won't even do like a physical thing three times in a row, but I'll I'll repeat something, and I don't know why. It's 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 just completely involuntary. Involuntary. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> I can't help it. I just can't help it. Whatever. <laughs> Fucking cheese burrito, okay? Cheese burrito. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that was funny. <laughs> it's involuntary. involuntary. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, well. You almost did the involuntary a third time, which is what I was really waiting for. <laughs> did the fuck it, and I was like, damn. Oh, dude, I, I think my head is getting worse. I don't know. It's um, uh, it could be, man. The brain is always changing, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of those organs you can't count on staying the same. You know, just getting better or worse. The brain's a very odd thing. So, I kind of joke yeah. around to some people like my hand, my when my pain's in really bad head, is you know I'm like, hey, can you just take a drill and just you know put a hole in my brain just a little bit and. And then uh, they look at me like you know weird, and sometimes people are like are you serious, you know, you just you just joking around, like no, no, I'm I'm, I'm serious. It hurts. Yeah, there have been people who've done craniotomies because uh, they complained about chronic headaches. They actually had a hole drilled into their skull. Mm -hmm. It's like called a it's called a burr hole. A hole drilled into their skull, and it's taken out, and the skin's folded over, and there's a little thing and put in there, and it helps. They say it helps relieve pressure. Hmm. But yeah, it's called a uh, B U R R, burr hole. You know what? I could probably do that on my own. No, you can't. No. No. Okay. If you do, you're gonna do it while I'm talking to you, so I can at least make money off this. Okay. All right. And give it to your family because you will be dead. <laughs> Jeez. I can drill a hole in my head, Martha. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Throw back to the last conversation we had. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I had no clue what we were talking about, so. I forgot it, too. Yeah. Drilling holes in your head, burr holes, headaches. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've had it done. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> the part without the hole suck. And I'm sure the whole part would suck too, but yeah. I agree. <sighs> Man. All right, brother. Yeah. Are we about that time? We are about that time. That's right. We are about that time. What time is it? To break full the rhythm of the rhyme. <laughs> I want to see sweat coming out your balls on the house too. Sound swinging it strictly hip hop. Lion singing this, bringing this the entire nation. Black, white, red, brown, feel the vibration. Come on, come on, feel it, feel it. Feel the vibration. I like little Michael. Oh my god, did I send you that video with the little Michael thing? Yeah. 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 
Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> he was a total douchebag. But he was yep. a rich one. Uh, you know, rich gets you a lot of places in this world. Yeah, in prison with uh, hanging yourself. Oh, stop it. Stop okay, it. Stop Okay, okay, okay. You're not getting me shot up, asshole. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. I would like to point out the fact that Gravy has not has no knowledge or know nothing about the Clintons, except that uh, she, she was she was the president at one time. Dick. So uh, <laughs> she was not president. She was not even close to being president. Yeah, she was. She just had the wheelie, you know, be the guy, be the talker. Yeah. Not even close. She wasn't close to being president. She was the president. It was just her husband that acted the part. Ventriloquist dummy? Yeah, exactly. The place hey, of sex. You could be right. And that's, that's, that's a nice theory. We have to dissect that next oh, time. Oh, wow. I'd never thought about that till just now. Holy. Let's dissect that next time. Well, that he was just a shield for her. Good idea. Good idea. I like this theory. I Thanks. like this theory. Well, folks. All right. Um, about that, it is uh, time we kill this episode, and um, uh, with people and then animals and shit, and um, <laughs> we, um, do something good for someone, be humble, and don't be an asshole or a douchebag. Don't be an asshole or a douchebag, bro. That's right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye, nipples. Uh...